welcome to the Open Door Podcast. This is John, um, pastor of the Open Door Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Today, our episode is going to focus in on one of our mission partners. Um, Dr. Luis Hurtado is a medical doctor with the Shihui people in central Mexico. Our church has taken several trips um, to assist Luis in the work that he does uh, over, over the years, more than a decade. Um, he and his wife Carla do amazing work um, in the central rural mountains of Mexico in the state of San Luis Potosi. Really excited to get into it with Luis. He's going to, uh, in this first, uh, first kind of episode um, interview with him, he's going to get into some of the history and how in the world he went from being a doctor in Mexico City uh, to a doctor in this tiny rural village. Uh, in the mountains of central Mexico. Um, hope you enjoy it and look for part two. And I don't know, we might do a part three even, um, learning more about uh, the work that Luis and Carla do, as well as uh, the Shihui people and all that we can learn from them. Um, here it is. Enjoy. Well, Luis, thanks for joining the Open Doors podcast. Thanks for preaching last Sunday. And uh, thanks for being willing to, to join us for a conversation about what you do. Um, I am one of your biggest fans, uh, definitely. <laughs> and um, tell people about the work that you do all the time. Um, and I'm just really excited that you get to do that. Uh, not coming from my mouth, but from yours, what you're up to in Mexico um, with the Chihui people um, and, and with your family and, and the work that you do. So why don't you start off just uh, giving us kind of a, a little history, a little background on, on what you and Carla and, and, and your family do um, in the mountains of central Mexico. Thank you, John, for inviting me. It's an honor to be in this podcast, and it was an honor to preach for the Open Door family last Sunday. It was great. Uh, I was very happy to see you all, at least uh, through the through the screen of of my computer. But it was exciting. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, let me tell you a little bit about about us. Um, so, Carl and I are both professionals. She's, she's an accountant. I'm a medical doctor. And then we met each other at Bible school in San Luis Potosí. We wanted to, be, to become missionaries. And uh, when we were at school, one of our teachers would take us for practices in the mountains of central Mexico in the state of San Luis Potosí to work uh, in short-term trips with the Shiyui people. This people is, is a, a, a very, one of the smallest people groups here in Mexico. Uh, the can, they, they, their population is around uh, 12,000 in the whole country, and their territory is very limited to the states of San Luis Potosí, Querétaro, and uh, Guanajuato. It's a very, uh, very, very small area and spots within those states 
and they have a very interesting language, <laughs> very complicated. Anyways, so uh, we start to develop a relationship with the people we we got in touch with in those mission trips. One day, uh, uh, while we were, you know, having dinner around the fire, you know, with the in the starry sky, just like, yeah. like in a movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this teacher of us, who would take us to 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 the mission trip, would ask Pastor Calixto, an indigenous local pastor. Uh, he asked him if if we could send anyone to your village, what kind of people would you like to have? Mm. And he basically, like, well, he he answered right away. Well, we need a doctor. Mm. And well, that that was the first, the first uh, advice. <laughs> first, and, I mean, when you hear something like that, you're just you know just having a, a nice time with some folks. And then it, it probably felt like God speaking when, <laughs> when he said that, I mean, you being a doctor and at that point, not really sure where you were being called, but being sensed that it was to serve people. And, and there, uh, this, this elder of, of the Chihui people and pastor says, we need a doctor. I mean, what did that it's feel like? No, no, it, it it was like exactly like God talking to me. But but then then like after a brief pause, he he added, and actually someone that really uh, teaches about the Bible. Mm. <laughs> so there 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 I I was you know like a, a doctor, you know, and then being trained to become a missionary, ready to teach Bible to people from other culture. Mm -hmm. And as you said, it was like God talking to me through mm -hmm. Calixto. Right. Like I had nowhere to go now. Mm -hmm. So we, we start to pray. We start to pray. Carla and I were dating back then. And uh, we start to pray together about this. And, and we, we knew it was God. It was mm -hmm. God calling us to be in that place. So uh Yeah. We start visiting them, and then we moved there in 2010. Carla was pregnant, and the clinic we work at currently was recently finished. Just with you know the walls and the windows, not 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 it was not furnished yet. But it was recently finished, and then we uh, Carla gave birth to our first boy. <laughs> In the clinic, in the, in the clinic. mountains, yeah. in the village. Yeah, yeah. I you, were, her. you were the doctor. I was the doctor. dad <laughs> and the exactly. husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, it, it was and a the ambulance experience. driver. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, I just walked her. I just walked her downstairs, right from our from our cabin to the clinic. I, we yeah. live in on the top of the clinic. So it was it was crazy. It was great, mm. a great experience. And and um, yeah, since then we live there and we share life with them, which mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. we, uh, that I think that's when we when we had our boy there, you know, in the village. And actually, he was born very uh, at midnight 
in a Sunday. So I took him at our service at noon, you know, grabbed him in, 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 well, in the in clothes, in, yeah. you know, in blankets and uh, showed him to the, to the congregation. Wow. <laughs> and they were cheering and <laughs> very happy that he was born there. That's so amazing. ever since then, we shared life. We, we, we've been sharing life with them. Yeah, and for ten years, I, I love the village um, El Huizachal where you live, and have been there many times. And I mean, it has impacted my life in huge ways. Um, being there with you, um, but can you describe like what what does life look like for the people who live in the village with you? What what is it? What is what is life like there for them? Yeah, so uh, it's a rural area, and um, uh, we we have very little water. So um, uh, basically, uh, we we use rainwater. People use uh, well water. We have very little services. Um, uh, <clears throat> when I tell this aspect of our life, sounds like complaining, but but actually, it's no, no, no. I I I I'm start I'm starting to love it because it's mm. like living in in uh, in touch with nature. Mm -hmm. So basically, basically, like we we sometimes. Well, my family and I live pretty much like someone in the city we we have a cabin we have uh, electric power we have uh we have uh gas you know a gas installation but most of the people you know use lumber to cook they mm -hmm. use well water they have and when you say well like uh, people in the united states have wells we we hire a drilling company to dig a well that goes down a thousand feet exactly. or something and and it's just like having city water, but tell us about the well in El Huizachal. Oh, that's oh, that's a very good insight. A very good, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a community well. It's one well for the whole village. So people meet there at the well. Some people have to climb down their house that is in in a in a hill. They climb down. They go to the well. And then they carry their uh, two buckets of water. Uh, it's about forty liters. I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know the measure. <laughs> in you know, in that you use in the states, but but they carry they carry that water uphill. Sometimes it's about a kilometer. Mm. You know, right? To, yeah. To, I I tell people they you'll see people come down with the stick that goes across like a board that goes across their shoulders and exactly it on each side. And exactly that's two, five, so that's about 10 gallons of water. I forget how heavy a gallon of water is. I can't remember. It's heavy. But, it is. I mean, that is very heavy to carry that much water. And I'm sure they're not always uh, filling those completely full, but tie a rope to the bucket. You dunk it down 20 feet into the well, not very deep pull it back up and that's that's the water for your day that's right yeah that's right you described it very well 
and, and this and actually the same with lumber they have to walk uh like two or three miles to the forest and find a dried tree or just cut down some branches and i mean they they usually spend all day doing that getting lumber to, to cook to to heat water up so they can take a shower or a bath actually a, a bath <laughs> Because they yeah. use buckets, <laughs> they don't have showers. Right, <laughs> you're the only yeah. shower in the village. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I use it uh, every other time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 take baths with a bucket to save water. Actually, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, your house. Um, you said that it's like living in the city, but that that's a. <laughs> Yeah, not quite accurate uh, in my estimation. Um, no, you have yeah. some really, really great uh, uh, ways of capturing rainwater, storing rainwater, exactly um, for your home. Thank you. Um, you've, yeah. You have a, a pump that allows you to to have running water, but it's from a it's from it's all that rainwater. Exactly. Um, so you're not using well water. You're 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 storing your own rainwater. It's really. Uh, pretty incredible and a small hot water heater right that gives exactly. you a, a, a little bit of hot water when you want to take a shower exactly um, but uh, like you said you don't, you guys don't use that all the time because you don't have enough water to just be able to stand in the shower for 20 minutes and <laughs> you know make it exactly exactly yeah it's interesting yeah we we learned to save water and well first we wanted to to honor the people from the village mm -hmm. and to be respectful with the well. Mm -hmm. So we don't use up their water and we, uh, we have enough roof to catch a lot of water in a, in a good rainy day. And so we, ca we keep it in a cistern and then we pump it up, as you said, with a, with a, with a pump. And it, 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 uh, it looks like we have running water from the city, but it's, I mean, we use a pump. Right. But we have to, we, to be wise because the, the, the pump uses a lot of energy. Mm. And besides, we, we have no, not a guaranteed uh, provision of water. We have to be wise and we have to, we have to, uh, to use up our water. You know that we have visitors throughout the year. So it's right. not usually it's not only us, but also some people that you know may show up and teams, right. sometimes big as twenty people. <laughs> so we have to be ready. So so we recycle water. We use we we have ways to wash dishes. We have ways to to take showers. Yeah. We we catch water from our laundry machine, washing machine, and and you know, we, we recycle it. For the bathroom or to, you know. Sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> very, very interesting. And I remember the first time that I came to visit you, we brought a, a, a bunch of folks from a couple different churches, from the Open Door and from Memorial Park Church. And um, we didn't shower for a few days. And and so <laughs> you, you, you basically you and Carla said, okay. Today is going to be shower day. It was like Thursday. We were leaving Friday, something like that. And do you remember what happened? Yeah, we ran out of water. Yeah, completely. <laughs> completely. And we were like, oh, well, we used all the shower water. But no, it wasn't that we used 
our shower water. We used all of your water. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We had to run with our truck and uh, a big tank of water. And then our pump, we use a pump to, to take water from the well back then. Now, now we have the cistern and it's a very big cistern. We yeah. have enough water now, mm -hmm. rainwater. But that back then we had to go back to, to go to the well with with a pump and the pump wouldn't run, remember? Yeah. <laughs> we 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 stayed up very until very late at night right. trying to get <laughs> like the pump started. <laughs> exactly yeah. and get some water to, to 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 have for the house. We needed to wash dishes and yeah. do some some other stuff for the bathroom and uh, you know it was crazy. It, I mean it, it taught was a good... us a lot that <clears throat> oh we got our shower. Oh shoot. We just took like one of the things that keeps your family alive. <laughs> like we used it all <laughs> because we all needed to feel clean for our car trip the next day. Um, um, and, and, you know, using a bucket and, uh, you know, bathing with a, a washcloth wasn't good enough. And I don't think anybody would have any, no one intended to make that happen. No, and I don't no. think anybody realized it was going to. But mm -hmm. boy, we learned a lot that day um, when we realized we had used all of your water and how hard it was going to be to to replenish that. Taught us a lot about um, the 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 people of the village and just how, how <clears throat> all of them, how, you and everybody there relies on just the basic, uh, the basic needs, um, yes. like water and and keeping warm, all those things are, are, are really basic and not for sure. That's can, right. Can you talk about like in the village, um, how, how are people doing regularly? Like do people normally have what they have the bare minimum of what they need? Are people thriving in a way that um, maybe you wouldn't expect uh, I think when I first came, uh, kind of what I'm getting at, when I first came, um, that first trip, we ran out of water and it just, it seemed like a lot of people didn't have enough of the basic needs, their basic needs met. But my second, third, fourth times being there, I realized that wow, people were were in some ways in some ways thriving and in other ways um, really longing for a bit more. So there's kind of this, uh, this balance mm -hmm. of like living at peace with nature and relying on, on rain and the well water and the forest and growing their own food, but, but not, not always having enough of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I can, you know, being there for 10 years now, I can tell the village and, and the, the whole community is thriving mm -hmm. slowly, mm -hmm. but they are thriving. Uh, what happens is that uh, they are more in touch with people from the city mm -hmm. and they can, now they are aware of the way other people live. Mm -hmm. So they, um, I think they they kind of, if you allow me this word, they crave for the things uh, people have in the city. Mm -hmm. 
So they 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 know some people just uh, just open the top of their uh, in the in the in the bathroom and they have water and they don't don't have to walk a couple of miles to get water from the well. So they they now that they are aware of that of of those commodities now they want them. So so it's it's very interesting. Uh, the the like maybe my generation up, you know, the older people, my age, from my age, uh, they, I think they, they live the way they live uh, with, uh, they are content, you know, they, they, because that's the way they, they have lived uh, all their lives and they trust, they, they, they have trust in the, in the system of nature. Mm. that uh, you know yeah. they 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 know they won't lack the, or or if they lack somehow and any any time they will have what they need yeah you know but 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 younger people uh in touch with you know through internet and that they got the chance to travel they they long for that security Mm-hmm. That uh, that we at least in appearance have in the city, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and I want to remark appearance. It's it's we we take for granted many things, and we we <laughs> I think to, to, uh, the year twenty twenty showed us that mm-hmm. we we cannot take for granted anything. Yeah. So so yeah, I I think that that's the situation. Uh, they they. Uh, the the younger generations are struggling uh, between the traditional way of living, just uh, trusting and relying on nature, mm-hmm. and 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 trusting and relying on on money and and other human systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think there. If you ask me, what would be the the ideal is 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 to have a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, harnessing uh, nature provision, nature's mm-hmm. provision, and, and 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 come with a system that is responsible, respectful with nature, respectful uh, with people, uh, because because that's that's the side uh, they don't see in the cities, where where human abuse of other humans, mm-hmm. and and this. Uh, system uh, of slavery we have in some cities and in some in many human systems and and in in that in that aspect they are free <laughs> mm. they are free of of money and they are free of of many things that we are kind of enslaved i don't enslaved, want to yeah. yeah i don't want to give the the, the wrong uh idea of no like me complaining about money and stuff <laughs> but but, but I don't know if I make myself clear. It's 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 different. So mm-hmm. so uh, just to close this up, up um, I think we we could with uh, with uh, wisdom we could get better uh, provision of water. Mm-hmm. We could get better provision of food, like in mm-hmm. uh, uh, with with wisdom and and science and experience we we could improve uh food production and yeah. and and improve education a lot of things 
that they long for and they mm-hmm. need to, and then mm-hmm. get a balance. Mm-hmm. One of the things, you know, I, as you know, uh, maybe our listeners don't, um, we've done a, a lot of tree planting, fruit tree planting, just basically our, our church coming together <clears throat> and donating whole, a lot of fruit trees to some of the farmers there. And one of the things that we've seen is that the Chihui farmers, their fields are way up on the mm-hmm. hillsides there and they they do milpa style farming which is the traditional mm-hmm. way of of clearing burning and then using that land for a number of years and i've learned so much since i first saw it uh, about that traditional style and the the beauty of it and the sustainability of it but um the good land is down in the valley um okay. can you that seems like one of the just primary injustices of exactly. it, of the area that they say. Well, those are the those are the the fields of the Mexicans, and the right. indigenous people have to hike a half an hour up a mountainside to get to where they grow their food, even though they live in the valley. Um, yes, it just blows me away. Uh, can you imagine if? the village, if they were able to grow the food in those best fields at the bottom. Yes. I mean, they're, they're living off of these rocky fields at the top of these mountains uh, because they've been pushed out of the best, the best farmland. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's uh, uh, we have inherited deep, deep problems, yeah. deep, deep injustices. Uh, in, in that happened in the past in that area, the Shiyui people were casted out from their original areas uh, more to the to, to the center of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 were pushed to the mountains, which is already hard. And then Sp- Spaniards and and after them Mexicans settled in those areas, and they as you said they took best part of the of the land mm-hmm. to to grow their food and they they pushed the shiyui to the to the top sides of the mountains and uh the best the best land belong now to the to the mexicans so yes that's that's something we i don't know if we if we will be able to correct because mm-hmm. this is a dynamic that have happened for generations, and and uh, unfortunately, uh, m- many Shiyui uh, play along that dynamic. Mm. Um, uh, it's not that it's their fault, but 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 also it it's a little bit of lack of wisdom, mm-hmm. like because they that some of them trusted money more than the land. Mm. So they traded the land for money and then they used up the mm. money and, you know, yeah. instead of, of trusting in their, in the land. So, so it's, it's a very difficult dynamic. It's not, it's, it would be very hard to blame the Mexicans only and right. to, to tell them, you know, it's your, you're a very unfair person and you have to give, that land back, right. they are going to say, "Well, I I bought it right, uh, 
rightly, you know, I have the right. And so it's complicated. So, so what we have left is to work with, with uh, we have, mm-hmm. and, and, and you, you and your teams have uh, provided us with some experience and some, some uh, very good ideas on doing uh, terracing and, mm-hmm. and do stuff. And we, we, we've done that. Mm-hmm. Actually, our backyard is, is designed that way because mm-hmm. of you. Nice. We, we have a downhill uh, uh, you know, backyard. I, I don't know if I said it right, but but our our backyard is is downhill. So we we put some rocks and that we have plenty of them, <laughs> and <laughs> yes. and we we made some terraces and we plan to to do a to to build a little farm on it. Mm-hmm. We we already grew some some food there. Yeah, uh, some awesome. cantaloupes. Yeah, yeah cantaloupes awesome. and uh, what do you call that? What you doing in uh and ah man halloween pumpkins pumpkins that (laughs) sorry i forgot (laughs) i forgot yeah so it was it's amazing so so you you and your teams have taught us a lot about permaculture and and uh we have tried to to uh complement the uh the tradition, their traditional ways with mm-hmm. your your uh, teachings. Mm-hmm. So it's something good, mm-hmm. and we, we. I think we will at some point we will be able to 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 thrive mm-hmm. in that aspect. Even even though we grow things in the in the slopes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been a really wonderful way for me to learn. You know, early on learning about permaculture and then also spending time in the village and seeing how people live life and do farming. It was like, well, it's all here. It's already happening here. And, and I love this place. And so we started just trying to, to learn and supply some new trees and some new ideas and uh, with, with some of those farmers. Um, I mentioned to you that, there's some pushback, some good uh, pushback on permaculture in the United States right now. Mm. Um, permaculture being a, a word and a way of kind of living and doing farming that is really built on indigenous practice, mm-hmm. um, but it's not always uh, it's not always stated like that. We often say, "Well, it was started in the 1970s when Bill Mollison and you know we name these uh, white." Uh, these white men uh, from <laughs> Australia or, or the United States um, who supposedly started permaculture, but uh, anybody who, who get, who gets it and, and does this kind of work knows that um, permaculture is really uh, the, a, a, a reapplication of how humans have cared for the land and cared for themselves, cared for their communities that's right. For millennia. And that's mm-hmm. what we see, I think, at, at its best. That's what we see uh, in in the village where you live, is we can learn how people take care of each other in beautiful ways and eat meals together and grow their own food together and build their homes together. So there's so much that we can learn and and participate with, learn learn from these these people, beautiful, mm-hmm. generous people. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. I, yes. I mentioned that criticism. Um, the indigenous people in the United States are, are, are kind of saying, don't use the word permaculture anymore. Find some other way to talk about what you're doing as white people because you're really just stealing our way of life and saying it's yours. I'd love to hear you after, you know, learning <laughs> some about permaculture and seeing it in practice, um, but also living in an indigenous village. Um, yeah. How's that sit with you? What What are your thoughts there? Yeah. When, when I, <clears throat> when I was in Bible school, Bible college, I don't know what you call it. I, I got a, I got a bachelor's degree. I don't know. What is it? It's mm -hmm. college, Bible college. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Anyways, uh, they, they, I had two kind of teachers. The one who were very um, modern and very, um, what, what's the word? Like very schematic. They, mm -hmm. they would, you know, very, very, let's say very Western. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they would teach traditional uh, reformed uh, theology and and you know they would teach us uh, you know the uh, uh, the the way the way I don't know Luther and Calvin and mm -hmm. you know all those great men that I honor and respect yeah. would teach the Bible like you know mm -hmm. very very structured. Uh, structured, structured way of teaching the Bible, and then I had the other, the, the opposite kind of teachers. They would be very romantic. They would tell us, "You have to become like the people you are serving. To you have to eat what they eat. You have to, if they go get lumber and cook their food with lumber, you have to go and and get lumber and cook your food with lumber. You have to." to speak their language and you may try to avoid an accent, mm. <laughs> you know, even the accent, you, yeah. you have to become one of them. Right. right. So, so uh, learning, learning those two poles when, when we got to El Guisachal and start living there, I, I got confused because people, people would expect from me as a doctor to be available. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be able to go to get water from the well. I wouldn't be able to, my, my wife wouldn't be able to, to cook food with lumber that I would provide. You know, we, we wouldn't be able to live the way they live and then respond to, to their expectations, mm. you know, yep. to, toward me as a doctor. Right. So basically, uh, I don't know if I'm right, <laughs> but but I think I think for me as a missionary, there's a balance. Mm -hmm. There there must be a balance. There are there are they um, they are th there are things that I I learned from them and I do like them, and there are some things that they learned from me and my family. And they do like us, you mm -hmm. know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, 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 uh, uh, just landing uh, to the, this permaculture thing. I think it's very, very proud to claim something. Mm -hmm. You know, as if you have invented it. Well, yeah. As 
and as white bo- European uh, men, we are quite comfortable doing that, right? Yeah, but 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 it's in both sides because mm. because uh, uh, what I know uh, from permaculture mm-hmm. is is it's a mix of many practices, mm-hmm. if, even all around the world, right? And some some practices you taught mm-hmm. to to the Shiyui people and us. They weren't aware that mm. they could do, uh, like like first one one very very simple example. They they learned to catch water from us, mm-hmm. and it and you you may you may think that's very simple. Well, that that very simple thing, they learned it from us. They learned how, how to do compost because of you, mm-hmm. and and they 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 wouldn't use a lot of compost compo- mm-hmm. or, or composting mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so so as you see uh and you learned from them some other things mm-hmm. so I, I i i believe that's permaculture yeah. like 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 uh many many practices and and a lot of wisdom from many places and many people yeah uh being put together in a mm-hmm. theory yeah. so yes uh, uh I think both sides should take credit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I, I mean? Yep, yep. Both both sides should be humble enough mm-hmm. to say, you know what? It's it's we all working together for a better world. Yeah. Amen. That's yeah. <laughs> Amen. Well, um I would love to if you're able to uh continue this conversation. Uh, there are so many things I have written down that we could go into. We could do like several, uh, several like episodes. Would you be <laughs> yes. up for that? Of course. No, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's very encouraging. And, and it's yeah, no, there's great so, to- I think there's a lot that people can learn from you and I'd love to, I'd love to get into some of the, some of these other things that I have written down and probably don't have time for today. Sure. Um, sure. 